All right, all right, all right. Wow, that was powerful. Anybody else feel that? Oh my goodness, wow. The presence of the Lord never gets old, never gets old, never gets old. Man, as I was praying, I really just felt this burden on my heart. And I feel like some of you guys, or some of, some of us in this room, or maybe even watching online too, um, you're sitting here wondering, we just saying a miracle can happen now because the spirit of the Lord is here. And you're wondering, could it really? Could it really? Does God know about me? Does he know what I'm going through? And I feel like the Lord is saying, believe and you will see. You see, when Jesus called his disciples, one of them was, called, one of them was Nathaniel, Nathaniel and Philip. And one of them brought the other and he said, hey, I've met this man. Come and see who he, so he is. And I feel like the Lord is saying the same thing to us tonight. Come and see who I really am. Come and see. Come and see. And with that, I felt like the Lord kind of highlights some certain things. And if this is you, or maybe if this is online, you can just type in the chat too. But I really felt like the Lord wanted to pour out some healing for some specific things tonight. And so if you, like, if you have like terrible back pain, kind of like low back pain, kind of on, maybe even more on the left side, and sometimes it kind of seizes up and maybe like spazzes out. Um, is that anybody in the room? Is that anybody in the room? Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Would you mind standing up for us? And could we all agree in faith? The Lord, uh, the Lord always heals what he reveals. And so um, we just want to pray in faith for our brother here, for Skip. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Father God, for your goodness, Jesus, that leads us to repentance, God. And Lord, we thank you for Skip, Lord. And we thank you that your anointing and healing power is in the room, Jesus. And Lord, we bind any spirit of infirmity commanded to leave and get out of this place in the name of Jesus. Thank you that he is healed, set free, and made whole for the glory of Jesus Christ. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on. Let's go. So good. And then the second one was, um, second one was um, somebody, I feel like somebody in this room, maybe you're watching online again too, is has like terrible like stomach cramps, um, kind of like on the lower portion of your stomach. Um, is that anybody in the room here? Maybe you have, you've been having cramping issues or anything like that? No? Awesome. Anybody here? Well, if that's somebody online, I'm just going to pray that out real quick here too. Lord Jesus, I just thank you, Father God. Lord, I thank you that your spirit of, of healing, Father God, your, your gift of healing is available today. And we can draw on that because of what you purchased for us on the cross. Lord, by your stripes, we were healed, Father God. Your, our healing's already been purchased. And Lord, we draw on that account right now and release it into this room, Father God. And release it to those who are watching online. I thank you, Jesus, that this is the moment, Father, that everything changes. We love you, Father, and we praise you for your endless goodness towards us. We love you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Awesome, awesome. Praise Jesus, praise, praise Jesus. So, so good. Well, tonight, I am really, really excited to bring the word because this topic that we're gonna, what I'm gonna share tonight is something really near and dear to my heart. And this is a topic that has personally changed the trajectory of my life. It's changed how I view Jesus. And so tonight, the title of my message is Turn Aside. Turn Aside. Turn Aside. And so 
Yeah, I'm Jared Blaukamp. I didn't introduce myself. Sorry about that. But I'm Jared Blaukamp. Um, I'm Pastor Bernie's son, his fifth son. Yeah, made it this far. Praise the Lord. And I'm super honored to be sharing. But to, so tonight we're going to be talking about turning aside and specifically hearing the Lord's voice. And so we have, I actually have a few pictures of me as a little kid here. Um, I've been at this church for a while, and most of, most of my years here have been pretty goofy, pretty, uh, pretty fun. Um, but this is me when I was about 8 to 10 years old. And as you can see, I was a big, big goofball. Just loved to have a great time. And I was in a lot of productions here at church. But um, it was around this age that I knew all about Jesus. I had been here, and I had... I'd heard that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I'd heard that he paid it all for me. I didn't need to do anything else. But for some reason, I don't know where this came from, but just had this deep-rooted belief that I needed to do something to please the Lord. And so I tried to be as good as I could be. I did all, checked all the boxes, but it wasn't really out of love for the Lord. It was to please people and so that I could feel good about myself. And it was around this age, 8 to 10 years old, that Um, I I fell into a cycle of sin that I knew was wrong. I knew knew that this was wrong, but I still chose to do it anyway. And me and my friends, we started dabbling in things that we shouldn't have dabbled in at all, not even touched. And that really wrecked my framework for how I related to God because I thought that God only loved me if I did what was pleasing to him. And all of a sudden, I hadn't done the thing that pleased him. And so... I didn't think that there was any hope for me. I didn't think that God would ever want to use me ever again. And I'm only 8 to 10 years old. Like That's, that's, a, pretty, uh, that's a pretty deep-rooted issue for an 8 to 10-year-old. But um, the Lord totally broke through. Um, but I would come to church. I would come here, and I'd raise my hands and worship. But I would, hear this, I would hear this voice in my head. And maybe some of you guys can resonate with this voice, but it says, he was, Jared, what are you doing? How could you lift your hands in worship when you you did all those bad things? Jared, and then people would come up to me and say, hey, Jared, you're going to be a leader one day. People would come up and prophesy, Jared, you're going to be such a great leader. I see you as a leader in this church. And and there's that voice again that said, they don't know you. If, If they really knew you and knew what you did, there's no way they'd say that about you. And I held that belief for, an, for almost a year and a half. But the Lord was in pursuit of my heart. And it all changed one summer afternoon. And we, my parents and I rented a cottage. And I'm so thankful for my parents because they were integral in this moment of my life that actually changed my eternity. We were on a vacation, but they said that every single morning, we're going to take one hour out of every day and just pray and seek God in his word. And so I did it. And some days it was, it was some long hours, you know, seemed like three, four hours rather than just one. Some days it went by really fast. But this specific day I was at the edge of the dock and I was sitting down at the edge of the dock and I could, I could see the water and white clouds in the sky. It was a beautiful sunny day. And I had my Bible open. And while my Bible is open, I'm in the book of Esther and I hear this voice in my head, just this random thought kind of came into my head, and it said, Isaiah 66, verse 66. And, I, you know, I'm like 8 to 10 years old. I'm like, yo, no way. 
like I've heard of God speaking to people. Could this really be him? Oh my gosh, this is so cool. So I like flip open in my Bible. I'm like flip turning the pages as fast as I can. I get to Isaiah 66, and it turns out that there's no 66th verse in Isaiah 66. And I was like, what the heck? And I'm like, oh, I got it. No, I heard it wrong. It was Isaiah 66, verse 6. And so I like turn there. You know, I just like flip over the page and I go to verse 6. And we have that up on the board there. And it says, the sound of an uproar from the city, a sound from the temple, the sound of the Lord rendering recompense to his enemies. And I'm sitting there like, well, I kind of feel like one of God's enemies. I don't ah. Is the Lord coming for me? I don't know what's happening here. This is wild. And so I'm just clearly confused. And so I actually go and ask my parents, and I describe to them what's, what's gone on. And they, they just reply with one simple question. Did you try Isaiah 6 verse 6? And I was like, oh, how did I not think of that, you know? So there I go, trudging back out to the dock. You know, I sit down again, open my Bible, and this is, this is what the Lord was really trying to speak to me. Isaiah 6 verse 6 through 7, it says, Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. Verse 7, it goes on. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin is atoned for. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit brought up all of those things that I was still holding on on for my past. He brought up all the times that I had missed it. And he said, Jared, I've forgiven you. Your sin is taken away and your guilt is atoned for. And that was the first time I'd ever heard the Lord's voice. And it completely broke me and I I gave my life to the Lord that day. That was the day that I gave my life and really truly entered into a relationship with him. But it's not like I hadn't heard that truth before. I literally grew up at this church and every single Sunday, the one thing that they'd make us say is Jesus died for my sins. God loves me. And he died for your sins so you could come into a relationship. I heard it thousands of times. But the thing that changed it all for me was hearing it directly from the Lord for myself. And I think that is what's, that's what we're stepping into tonight. And as we share, we're going to share about how does, how does God speak to us? How can I be confident that God wants to speak to me? And then what are, what are some things holding me back from, from God's voice? And I believe that tonight... Just like with my own testimony, there are going to be things that we've heard thousands of times, even in circles and in church services, but tonight it's going to sound different because it's coming from him. It's coming from him. I could say thousands of words from this. I could say all the right things, but one word from Jesus, one word from his Holy Spirit would change your life. And so with that, we are going to turn to John 10. And in verse 1, or verse 3 through 5, and John 10, 3 through 5, it says, To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. The sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of a stranger. So right here in John 10, Jesus is giving the analogy of a shepherd and his sheep. And he's saying that we are God's sheep. And you might be saying here like, okay, how can you be so confident that I am one of the Lord's sheep? And 
The only qualification to be in the sheepfold of Jesus is that, that you've confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that you've believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and that the Bible says that you will be saved, and that you're, you enter into the sheepfold of Jesus. But shepherds back then, and, and in Israel, they wouldn't just go trudging out through the wild and just find a random sheep and say, oh yeah, I guess I'll bring you. What did, the, what did the shepherds do? Oftentimes they went to auctions, they went to fellow farmers, and they would purchase their sheep for a price. They would purchase their sheep, and they would bring them into the sheepfold because they had paid a price for them. And today, we all have been bought with a price. 1 Corinthians verse 6, verse, I gotta get the right reference here. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 through 20, it says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God with your body. And we were all bought with a price. And because Jesus paid that high price for our lives, we can now identify and be called the sheep of Jesus. And what does Jesus say about sheep in John 10? He says that my sheep hear my voice. And they follow. And the voice of a stranger, they will never follow because they don't know him. And so that's point number one for tonight is that we can hear God's voice because we are God's sheep. We've been bought with a price, purchased at a high price, and we've entered into God's sheepfold. And God is speaking to us and we can hear his voice. So everyone say that with me. Say, I can hear God's voice. That's right. So then you might be asking here, okay, so, okay, I understand maybe then like, okay, I'm a sheep, sure, why not? I'll give you that, Jared, sounds good, all right? I I agree that I've been bought with a price, but like how? Like how does that even happen? Like how, how does God speak to me? How would God speak to me? And that's point number two. We hear God's voice because his spirit is inside of us. And if we look at 1 Corinthians 2, verse 11 through 12, this is what it says. It says, For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person, which is in him? He's saying, Paul is saying here in his letter to the Corinthians, he's saying like, I don't know what you're thinking. Only you know what you're thinking. And only the spirit inside of you knows what you're, I can't know what you think, only your spirit can say. And he continues, So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God Accept the spirit of God. And then here's the kicker. He says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things that God has freely given to us. We have entered into relationship with Jesus if, if we've made that decision to make Jesus the Lord of our life. And if you haven't in this room, we're gonna give you an opportunity at the end. And my encouragement to you is, Man, don't wait. Today's the day. But if we have made Jesus the Lord of our life, then his spirit is living on the inside of us. And nobody knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. But that spirit lives inside of me and lives inside of you. And he wants to communicate the thoughts of God to you. Psalms 139 that those, he says that those thoughts for you outnumber the grains of sand on the seashore. That's how many, God, how many thoughts God has about you. And he wants to share just one of those, just two of those, just three of those, as many as we are willing to listen. But God wants to speak to us, and it's done by the avenue of his spirit. 
And so now you might be asking the question of, okay, so I understand I'm a, she- I'm a sheep. I can hear God's voice. I can hear God's voice. I was bought with a price, and I was made to hear God's voice. I understand that God speaks to me through my spirit. And God's spirit is the same spirit that lives inside of me. So then maybe why don't I hear from him that often? Why don't I hear? Why don't I hear him? If God's spirit's inside of me, I was made for it. Like, why is it, seem, why is it seemingly so hard? And for that, we're going to turn to our third point, which is taken from Exodus chapter 3. And our third point tonight is we hear God's voice when we turn aside to hear from him. When we turn aside to hear from him. And to explain what, the, what I mean by turn aside, we're going to read Exodus 3, verse 1 through 4. And I think we're going to pull out the screen here. It says, Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he laid his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. Verse 3, and says, Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And then here's the kicker in verse 4. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses Moses, and he said, here I am. And I think the powerful thing about that is that the Lord saw Moses take a step towards the Lord. He saw him, he saw him turn aside and say, I see, that, I see that phenomenon that's happening in the wilderness, but I'm going to come in a little bit closer and I'm going to check it out and see what it's really about. And the, when the Lord saw him take that extra step, he said, now I'm going to speak to him. Now I'm going to speak to him. And so Moses, as a shepherd in Israel, he would be walking throughout the wilderness all over the place. And he, when he'd see this bush, burning bushes in Israel weren't actually that uncommon. It was so dry, so arid, like for bushes to catch on fire wasn't very uncommon. And so the thing that caught Moses' attention, though, was that this bush was burning, but it was not consumed. It wasn't consumed by the fire. It was, it was a phenomenon, something that interrupted the normal flow of, of his everyday life. And when he stepped aside to observe that phenomenon, the Lord began to speak even clearer. And just like Moses was going about his everyday life and saw, saw a phenomenon and then stepped aside, turned aside to go and see it, I think the Lord is constantly speaking to us. And if we could kind of relate that to like our thought pattern, if we could relate that to our thought pattern, our thoughts flow in a specific direction every single day. And like we flow from here into here and it's just normal everyday things, normal everyday things. But every so often, the Lord will drop a thought to kind of interrupt or he'll drop that phenomenon of a thought in your mind. And you'll say, whoa, that was weird. Where did that come from? And it's at that point that we have two choices. We could either turn aside and say, Lord, and turn aside to write it down maybe and say, Lord, what are you speaking about this? Or we can say, 
wow, that was weird. Hmm. And you need to just keep going, keep on going with our lives. But for me personally, the Lord speaks to me a lot in thoughts. And a lot of times it is a spontaneous thought that will just flow and interrupt my normal course, the normal course of my thoughts. And that's what we see in Exodus 3 here. Moses was going about his everyday life, but then he saw a phenomenon, something that wasn't normally in his flow day to day. But he turned aside to grab onto that. And that was when the Lord began to speak more and more and more and more. And so the, Lord, the Lord's spirit is inside of us. We are able to hear his voice by avenue of that spirit. And now if we turn aside to grab hold of that voice, he'll even speak more and more and more with greater and greater clarity. And so you might be asking now, okay, well, what's that step? Like, how do I turn aside? For, for Moses, it was literally like, okay, I'm walking over to this burning bush, which is pretty crazy. I don't know if I probably wouldn't have gone near that thing. But anyway, um, for us today, it might look like writing down that spontaneous thought that comes in your mind. You might look like writing down that thought that interrupts your normal course of action. And then maybe if you don't have time in that moment, it might look like taking it back to like your prayer time with the Lord and saying, Lord, what are you really speaking about this? What, do you have anything more about this? And so Moses's turning aside wasn't just a one-time thing, but he consistently turned aside to hear from the voice of the Lord, and that is what brought the greatest amount of breakthrough in his life. And we can see that all throughout the story of Exodus. The the Israelites were led out of Egypt in Exodus chapter 6 through Exodus chapter 14. And it's it's pretty crazy. I just like noticed this this year in the Bible. But if you look at all 14 of those um, chapters, they all begin with almost the exact same verse. And this is what, look, you can see it right there. chapter 6, verse 1, but the Lord said to Moses. 7, verse 1, the Lord said to Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses. 11, then then the Lord said to Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses. And it carries them all the way throughout the book of Exodus. Moses consistently returned back. He consistently turned aside to hear from the voice of the Lord. And his hearing from the Lord and doing what it said literally brought the whole entire nation of Israel out of captivity and into, out of captivity and into the wilderness on the way to the promised land. And I think tonight, I think the Lord can do that same thing for us. He can start that process with us. As we take time to say, Lord, I'm going to take time to be still. I'm going to turn aside from all the busy things I have going in my day. And I'm going to be still and I'm going to ask you, Jesus, Lord, what are you saying to me right now? Jesus, do you love me? Jesus, what what was I made for? And be faithful just to writing down what you feel like him say. Writing down those first thoughts that come to your mind. Those thoughts that kind of interrupt your normal thought pattern. And just be faithful to writing those down. And I think if we consistently do that, we consistently hear from the Lord and do what he says, I think we'll find amazing breakthrough in, in the areas of our lives that we need breakthrough in. And it's all coming by avenue of his spirit and hearing his voice. And so I just kind of talked a lot there. But I'm a big, I'm a big man of practicality. And I really, I, I, think it'd be, I think I'd be amiss tonight if I just shared all of that about how we are God's sheep. 
how he purchased us with a price and how we can hear the voice of the Lord and how we hear his voice by avenue of the spirit, sometimes by the thoughts that interrupt our daily day. And then how we need to turn aside throughout our day and ask the Lord to speak to us and provide that time, that quiet time where we can hear from the Lord and be faithful to write it down. I think I would be amiss if I didn't provide us an opportunity to do so tonight. And so if we could get just that track to kind of play over, I really feel like impressed on my heart to open up this opportunity for us to, tonight to hear from the voice of the Lord. And we're going to make it really, really practical. And so if you have your phone or if you have like your, your notepad, um, whatever you have available where you could record something, I would encourage you to pull it out right now and open up the notes on your phone or keep that, keep that avenue open. And what we're going to do is we're just going to ask the Lord a couple of questions. And then take, we're going to literally turn aside right now from all the busyness, from the noise of me speaking. We're going to turn aside from it all and really just ask the Lord to speak to us and say, come in faith to say, Lord, I can hear from you. And so what's been really helpful for me as I've been learning to hear God's voice and as I've been teaching people to hear God's voice is to go with the first thing that comes to your mind. And so when we ask the Lord, when we ask the Lord these questions, write them out in faith that it's actually the Lord speaking. And by you writing them down, you can look back later at what you wrote and then talk about it with different people and say, hey, I was praying and I felt like this is what the Lord said to me. Do you think this is right? Or does this line up with scripture? Or does this line up with the character of God? But while we're in this moment of taking time to hear from the Lord, we don't have to worry about all of that yet. We can just be faithful and come to the Lord with childlike faith that we could just write down what the Lord is speaking to us. And so right now, we're just going to, we're just going to take some time to do that. And so the first question, the first question that I, um, I want us to ask tonight is, Jesus, do you love me? Jesus, do you love me? And we're just going to take some time in silence and just be faithful to write down what you feel like the Lord is saying there. For, for some of us, it might have been a quick answer. And if it was a quick answer for you, then ask the Lord a follow-up question. How much do you love me? How much? And like I said, go with those first things. It might be a thought. It might be a picture that the Lord shows you. It might be a feeling in your heart. Whatever it is, describe the feeling, describe the picture, or write down that thought that first comes to you. And then if you're all set there, ask just one more question here for us tonight. Just say, Jesus, what was I made for? What was I made for?
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to pray us out of this moment. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Father, that you are the good shepherd, Lord. That you speak to us, Lord. Lord, you are so faithful. You're so consistent, God. And Lord, we love you and we serve you with our whole lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Give me, give me thumbs up. Was that good? Was that good for people? Yeah. How many of you guys raise your hand, say like, man, I really felt like the Lord spoke something to me. I really felt like the Lord spoke. Come on. Come on. Keep them up. And then just look at the hands around the room. Isn't this awesome? And if, if you're saying, man, like I had a hard time like hearing from the Lord, you can take those hands to say like, man, the Lord will do it. And the Lord will do it in your life. Don't be discouraged because it's, it's like a muscle. Like, we're practicing hearing from God's voice, and it might take a while, but the more we do it, the better we become attuned to his voice, and the better we'll be able to hear him. So, hallelujah, that is so awesome. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. And I kind of wanted to finish up tonight by reading a verse out of Hebrews 3. Um, And at the tail end of Hebrews 3, I just, maybe there's some, there's some of us in here that maybe we've, we've never really heard about the Lord in this way. You know, we grew up maybe just knowing about Jesus, knowing, knowing all the rules and the lists. And maybe there's some of you that resonate with my story that say, dude, there's no way that Jesus would ever want me. There's no way that Jesus would ever. And I'm here to tell you that he does. He's in pursuit of you. He's in pursuit of every single one of our hearts, and he wants a deep relationship with us. The Bible says that we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of God's glory, but because we fell short of God's glory, Jesus chose to come down and die to make up the difference for us. We fell short, so Jesus said, don't worry about it, I'll lay down my life so you can walk across me and straight into relationship with God. And so if that's you and you're in this room right now and you're saying, man, like, I am, I need this relationship with Jesus. I'm done living my life of sin. I need to turn away from my sin and I need to follow Jesus and trust Jesus like I would trust a parachute. If that's you, I kind of want to read this verse over you and out of Hebrews 3, we can pull that up. And it says, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness. And I, I, I just can't help but feel that there's some of us in this room, there's some of us watching online that you can hear the Lord. You can feel him drawing you into relationship with, with himself. And my, 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 I'm begging you right now, don't, don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart to the Lord's voice. And maybe you're saying, man, like I've, I've been to church for years. Like what would it mean? Like I, I would have to humble myself don't worry about it. Just follow what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do right now. And that's to come before him and say, Jesus, I surrender my whole life to you. I'm done living life my own way. And I want to pursue you all my days. I want to hear your voice on the daily. And I want to do what you say on the daily. I want to seek you in your word, Jesus. Because you have the words of life. And my life is out of shambles. It's, Lord, I'm done with it. I want to give you my life so that you can give me your life. And if that's you right now, in this room or watching online with everybody's head bowed and eyes closed, I want to open up that opportunity for you to come to know Jesus. 
And if that's you and you say, man, today I want to I wanna make Jesus the Lord of my life. I'm done. I don't want to serve any other God. I don't want to serve myself. I don't want to serve any other thing. I only want to serve Jesus because he's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. If that's you in this room watching online, I want you to respond on the count of three. Maybe if you're online, that looks like you raised one of those hand emojis in the chat. Maybe it looks like you're saying, I, I decide in the chat. But if you're in this room, I would ask you to raise your hand on the count of three. So one, two, follow that Spirit's leading. Three, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I see one. I see two. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. This is the best decision you can make in your entire life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Love you, Jesus. Love you, Jesus. Awesome. So if we could all pray together, pray with us if you're watching online. And if we could just say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Lord, I'm a sinner. I've done it my own way. But I'm done with that. I want to pursue you for the rest of my days. I confess that you are Lord and I believe that you rose from the dead. And I thank you that I am now saved. Holy Spirit, teach me how to do this right. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Can we give a big hand clap for those who decided? in this room to commit their lives to Jesus. Come on. We had literally had people pass from death to life. The Bible says that they've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of darkness, into the kingdom of the son of his love. They were on their way to hell, but now they're on their way to heaven. Jesus, we are so excited. Come on. Oh, I am so lit up. This is so awesome. Well, if you made that decision in the room, um, I'm going to be hanging around after service at the front, and my dad will also be hanging around after service. We have a few resources for you just to, that will tell you like how you walk this life with Jesus, and we would love to pray with you and get to know you a little bit more. So um, yeah, if you made that decision in this room, if you made that decision online, you feel free to text yes. I don't know if we have this number up yet. Yeah, text yes to 616-226-3922, and we'll be following up with you. Um, after that, to walk with you on this journey that you are, you are making to follow Jesus for the rest of your days. So with that, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we bless you, bless you guys. So.